0: walk into a McWinter Kings, a chain of family-adjacent restaurants. They are as widespread as they are identical. Even in the smallest of towns with the quietest of townsfolk, you'll be greeted by the faint glow of that blue neon sign with the signature blood-red crescent moon sea just off-center. With so many convenient locations across the globe, you would assume that McWinter Kings was the undisputed top dog in the fast food service industry. And yet, you've never seen a commercial, a billboard, an advertisement of any kind. In fact, you sometimes forget what a McWinder Kings restaurant looks like, or how the food tastes, or if you've ever been to one before in your life. You may even struggle to picture McWinder Kings in your mind at all. But just when the idea has almost faded, just when the name McWinder Kings finally begins to loosen its grip on your tongue's tip, You feel the cool blue of neon on your neck, and the sharp burn of the blood-red crescent resting just off your spine. You turn around, and suddenly you are washed with the knowledge of what's for dinner. You walk into a McWinder Kings.
1: So, Jonathan! Samuel. I
2: don't know, I feel like we've been gone so long we need to have an enthusiastic intro.
1: In- indeed hi everybody hi some technical stuff happened yeah we're not gonna tell you about it no let's get into today's episode you hey can, can we do shout outs a little bit quick and all that jazz absolutely not go for it <laughs> good gosh uh so oh shoot i should have actually had this prepared <laughs> Uh, Aren't you glad we're back, everybody?
2: It's been a while.
1: Gosh. Hopefully
2: this will return to a normal upload schedule for the series. I hope so. Indeed. We'd like to, as always, thank our good friend, Jalen Portillo, for the intro of You Walk to McWonder Kings. His Twitter information is always in the description below, unless you're listening on a podcast thing, in which case
1: it's somewhere else, depending on your viewing platform. Indeed. Uh, what did you call it? And, on the topic of Jalen Portillo, he is writing a web novel called The Might of Gaia.
2: The Might of Gaia? Yes. Tell me about The Might of Gaia.
1: It is a one wonderful web novel about a a uh, coll- college girl who gets the power to turn into a kaiju. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Did you call it... He Like, does she turn into, like... A kaiju in particular or does she turn into just a new kaiju? A new kaiju. Ooh. Yeah. Would you call it And essentially it's it's kinda like an ultraman thing. Oh, cool. So would you call it it's a device like attached to her arm and she's just like forced to turn into uh would you call it a kai, kai kaiju and everything?
2: So it's like morphin time, but what I wanted it to be as a kid.
1: Yeah. It's a really sorry, would you call it a heavy test read the first chapter? It's it's actually really good. Oh cool. Yeah, so if you wanna wanna read read that, I don't wanna read that. you call it friggin'. He's po- posting it up on his Patreon. You can read the the uh, chapters for free. It is at Patreon slash Gaia which is G O G A I Y A. If you're watching it on YouTube, it's on the screen
2: or in the description below. Yeah. If you're listening somewhere else, like I said, it's
1: wherever it needs to be at. Indeed. Uh. But yeah, he helps helps us out with a lot of stuff, so I want to help him out with some stuff as well. Yeah, that sounds super cool. Uh, as always,
2: we have our QR code, which is up on the screen or in the description, whichever I get around to doing. Yay. Yeah. Uh, that has the link to all of our information, including our merch shop and whatever else is on that site. I haven't actually looked at it.
1: Indeed. did you call it? We can actually edit it now, so it, it could be well, whatever. <laughs> we were just sending <laughs> people to a site we couldn't edit. What, call what was I? It? <laughs> it was it was all the stuff that we initially set and then would you wow. call it, friggin' I <laughs> I couldn't change it. <laughs> Security questions are important. Would you call it, friggin' that's a that's another cast discussion that I need to, I need to tell you because that's a fun story. Okay, okay.
2: For now though, We've kept people in suspense long enough. Are you ready to get in today's episode?
1: Indeed I am.
2: All right. As always, for those new to the podcast, why now? Why here? Yeah, It's this time and place that you've chosen to meet us for the first time is peculiar, but appreciated. Hello, nice to meet you. The rules of the restaurant are Jonathan has to walk in, get his food, pay for his food, eat it, and
1: leave. Indeed, and not die.
2: It's always an option. (sighs)
1: I'd rather not die.
2: We'll see. So, without further ado, Jonathan, are you ready for today's prompt?
1: Indeed I am. All right.
2: <clears throat> you walk into a McWinder King's, at least the shell of one. The tables and chairs are flung around the restaurant randomly and with indifference, with several smashed and their remains scattered. There are several holes of varying sizes smashed into the walls at sporadic intervals, and a fluorescent lighting fixture hangs by a single wire dangerously close to the floor which in itself is missing several tiles among its cracked and broken surface. You cannot decide if this damage was due to an act of God or an abandonment from them, but you do notice that among the chaos, the carnage has worked its way from the center of the dining area and moved outward like a hurricane. In the eye of the destruction lies a heap of shadow your eyes cannot recognize from a distance. The only signs of any care at all remaining in the establishment is the lights still running in the kitchen. Hmm. So... Your restaurant's trashed. G6 contains a shadowy mass,
1: and the lights are on in the kitchen. What would you like to do? Uh. I'm going to, uh, go up to the counter and yell for, uh, assistance. You go up to the counter. What would you like to yell? Hello? I would like to make a order. You hear nothing. Uh. Hmm. I'm going to uh I don't know, i look around the lobby a little little bit more.
2: Alright, you look around the lobby, smash tables, chairs, tiles and anything that you can perceive around you seems to have something wrong with it. The McWonder King's freestyle machine screen is cracked, the condiment station, the containers that would once hold ketchup and mustard are flung sporadically across the store. You can only find two of three, which is interesting, but not anything that you think is particularly important. Hmm. Everything is in total disarray.
1: Okay. Uh. So, I'm going to look at the shadowy mess. All right, you walk into the center of the restaurant,
2: and in front of you what was once a shadowy pile is revealed to be what can only be described as a heap of purple fabric and bones they're not in any particular fashion or arrangement and they seem to be clean of anything that once clung to them but the bones are draped and entangled in purple ribbons of shredded fabric
1: is it enough to make a cape? a cape of bones or a cape of fabric? fabric. No. Ah. Uh, turn. Okay. So. Uh. Hmm. She called. Let's. Hmm. Search the kitchen.
2: Okay. You go to the counter, I assume? Yes. All right. You go up to the counter. You notice, other than a few divoted spots, the counter's relatively intact. A little bit of dust here and there. Hmm. Uh, You notice on the counter a sign that hasn't been disturbed. It says, please ring for service. And below it sits a silver diner bell. Uh, Among the kitchen, you see things relatively in order. You've got no life in the kitchen. Nothing's cooking or running, but the lights are on and Everything that's bolted down seems to still be in that state.
1: Okay. Hmm. I shall ring the bell.
2: Okay. You ring the bell, and as the chime echoes in your ears, it lingers and is replaced with the sounds of ticking clocks. As the room begins to spin, and you find yourself standing in the same place, but in a different McWonder Kings entirely. Everything's put together, structured well, and standing in front of you is a young man with a freckled face and a head full of red hair with the signature purple apron and visor of a McWonder Kings uniform and a name tag that says Henry.
1: Huh. Uh, hey there.
2: Well, howdy there. Welcome to McWonder Kings. My name's Henry. What can I get for you?
1: Uh, can I
2: get a burger? Alrighty, well, you're one of our first customers coming to this here fancy new dining establishment. What can uh, I put on that burger for you? Uh, what
1: you call it? Uh, lettuce, uh, no tomato pickles.
2: No, you want one of them there deluxe burgers? Hey. Man, money bags. they said that this McWinder King's breathed life into the town, but I didn't think it'd be bringing in money within the first couple of days.
1: Here, uh, yeah, I'll
2: take one of those. Well, all right, Mr. Moneybags. You got enough to add a drink to it? Uh, yes. Uh, what you call it? I would like a root beer. Holy cow, you get one of them there soft drinks? We can make that happen. Now, can I recommend to you, we've got this great new thing called a slushy machine. Now, what it does is it takes ice and puts it in your drink, but it crushes them and mixes them together. And I swear you're not going to taste anything better this side of the Mississippi.
1: Alright, can I get a root beer one of those? Absolutely, money back. You can get a root beer
2: one of those. So I got a root beer slush, and I'm going to regret that, let me tell you. It's one of my favorites. And I got a deluxe burger, no tomato. Okay, then I'll, I'll do that. All right. Oh, I've never seen a total this high. Your total's going to be 12 cents.
0: Ah. Uh,
1: okay. I'm going to reach into my pocket and hope there's 12 cents.
2: You reach into your pocket and find two dimes that are historically accurate to whatever date this is pretending to be. (laughs) Fair enough. Alright, there you go. Well, shoot! Two dimes! Look at you! Alright, Mr. Moneybags, well, let me see if I got change for this here. Alright, I got one, two, three pennies and a nickel for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, this food, I know we call it that. their fast food, it's going to take about ten minutes. I know, it's quick. But make yourself comfortable, but not too comfortable, because it'll be right out for you.
1: Alright. I shall do so. Alright. Well, Mr. Moneybags,
2: I'll be in the back. Please feel free to call me again if you need anything. Once again, my name's Henry, and it is a pleasure to serve you at Winter King's. And Henry walks off to the back.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I guess I'll uh, sit down.
2: All right, where would you like to sit?
1: Uh, what do you call it? I'll sit
2: at J6. All right, J6, the usual table. You walk past what is usually the McWender King's freestyle machine, but you notice is a Wender King's soda fountain, holding hmm. six different flavors and limited options. But it looks like a classic. You sit down at what looks like new tables and new chairs of years ago, but somehow still fresh, and take a seat at your usual table. Okay. You look around at the walls and see McWender King's logos, bright and vibrant, as if the paint had just dried.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right, then. Uh, everything
2: seems bright and shiny for everything to seem so old.
1: Guess I'll just wait here for my order, then. Alright. So, you
2: just want to sit here and wait for that ten minutes to pass? Yeah. Okay. You sit there for about ten minutes, and you hear the sound of a counter flap lifting up, and out walks Henry. Well here you go, mister Moneybags. I got here a deluxe burger, no tomato, and one of these root beer slushes. You're not gonna regret it again, let me tell you, it is delicious.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I I'll I won't just take your word for it, I will try it myself. Alright and he steps
2: off slightly away from the table, almost as if he were waiting excitedly to see what you think of his cooking.
1: Okay, I will drink the
2: slush. As you go to lift the straw to your lips, you hear the familiar sound of clocks again in your ear, and you are brought back to the present time. Ah. You are standing on a heap of rubble, and in your hand is a very thin, dry, what looks to have once been filled, but very long since emptied cup in front of you.
1: Does this root- root beer flavored sand taste good? You tell me. Mmm... I don't want to test that.
2: Well, you're in luck, because the cup crumbles in your hand as you go to take a sip. Uh Huh? Well... A pile of mush and dust on the floor of... Well, frankly, I don't think anybody will notice.
1: Fair. Uh, okay. I guess back to the bell again. All right. You give a ring to the bell.
2: And you find yourself standing next to the J6 table once again. Oh, howdy. Didn't see you come in. Welcome to McWonder Kings. My name's Henry. Uh, Why don't you get up to the counter and place that order of yours?
1: All right. Uh, Hey, Henry. Oh, howdy there. I would like a deluxe burger, no tomato.
2: Well, Richie Rich over here. All right, Mr. Moneybags. Can I get you anything else with that?
1: Uh, did you call it
2: a slushy? You heard about them, their slushies? Uh, yes. Well, let me tell you, it is a modern marvel of science, these here slushies. We take... A bunch of that there ice that you put in your cup normal-like, but we blend it together? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is delicious. It is my favorite thing. One of the perks of the job, other than getting to serve all the fine people of this town, I get to have one
1: every other day. Ah, wonderful. Can you make me a fruit beer one? All right. Now, that's
2: total's going to come up to 12 cents. Is that all right? Yes. <laughs>
1: As long as I continue to have magic pockets I'm, I'm not going to say that loud But that's what I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> Okay
2: <laughs> I was about to say you almost opened a whole can of worms To tell this man magic exists <clears throat> Okay Alright so you reach into your pockets You have the same uh, two dimes of Historical accurate dates That again we're pretending it Has been pinpointed in this podcast Oh my slide
1: Oh, no. No, Mike. So you just pulled out the dimes. All right. I'm going to hand him the money. You hand him the money. <laughs> oh. I don't know what you're doing there. All right.
2: Whoa, at there. Two whole shot of new dimes. All right. Well, I got one, two, three pennies and a nickel as your change. Now, right. this here fast food is pretty quick. It's going to take about ten minutes for me to cook this here order up, but if you make yourself comfortable at one of the tables, we'll get you taken care of.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. what you call it? Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll yell for Henry again. Henry comes back from the back of the kitchen to the counter again.
2: All right, there? What can I do for you, Mr. Moneybags?
1: Uh it's it's Jonathan and um Is there anything weird happening around these parts? Well, I did
2: find a burger in the shape of the face of our president. That was kind of weird. I felt bad trying to heat it up, so I didn't bother. I kind of put it back there in the freezer and let it kind of sit as kind of a monument to our country. But other than that, I can't think of anything too interesting around here. And we did just open up the other week, and uh, folks been coming in getting little things here and there. No one's gotten an order quite as fancy as yours, Mr. Moneybags, but I can't think of anything too weird.
1: Hmm. How long has this restaurant been open?
2: Well, let's see. I've been working about three weeks. Uh And the restaurant was being built. Well, gosh, it just kind of seemed to pop up. Now I think about it, I don't remember it being built. But it opened up about four weeks ago, and I jumped on about three weeks. So, been here about a month total.
1: Okay. Hmm. Uh. Alright. I was just curious. Uh, I'm not from around here.
2: Oh, Traveler, money bags, Going around making your fortune. Let me redo this line because this chair is super squeaky. Oh, a Traveler. Mr. Moneybags over here making his fortune
1: on the road. What's your business, Traveler? Uh, just kind of passed town through town, just exploring. Well, you're not one of them there
2: bank robbers, are you? No. I mean, I'll take your, your dimes, Mr. Moneybags, but I can't in good conscience take them if they're stolen.
1: Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to say to my knowledge. Again, <laughs> I, I don't know what, <laughs> where this money's coming from.
2: <laughs> I'm hoping you're saying that to me and not to him. Yeah, uh, again. <laughs> okay.
1: But, uh, would you? I thought? mean, you can shatter
2: this poor local man's worldview. You do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I do not want to be known as a bank robber here. Fair enough. Would you rather be known as a magician?
1: <laughs> Let's not. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. No my money's clean please these pants I mean they are rat fine pants I suppose I thank you yeah. I think they're neat but yeah as you call it just curious about about the t- town and everything As curious as you are about your own pants yeah they're really neat pants did you call
2: it, like? Have I I, you ever... I won't argue with you on that, stranger. They look mighty fine, but
1: have you never bought a new pair of pants and just been curious? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <coughs> well, no, I reckon I hadn't. Typically, I figure out what I'd purchase them before I make my purchase, but I suppose when you got wealth like yours, you can. Afford to be a little bit frivolous when it comes to your garment purchasing. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Be more curious about your clothing. Mr. Moneybags, you're a weird individual.
1: Again, just I don't tell me use Jonathan. the phrase
2: often, and I apologize for my coarseness, but this is by far the strangest thing that has happened to me since you asked that question.
1: Oh! Well. What did you call it? Enough gar- garment talk. I guess, um, let's just hang out until, until you're done. Alright, well, this is putting
2: me back a little bit, but I can get right back to it. Oh, you're fine. All right, Henry exits back into the kitchen after that weird conversation about your pants. <laughs> and you are left to your dining area.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm gonna look over and to the dining area. Okay, so you're looking around the dining area. Everything seems to be new and
2: clean. And as if the restaurant had just been open and still has that loving pride that comes with new ownership. Uh, you notice one thing kind of standing out. At the FE1 and 2 table, there seems to be something on top of it. Looks like... Perhaps a large towel or some sort of cloth bundled up. Maybe where cleaning had been paused momentarily.
1: Huh. I shall walk over.
2: All right, you walk over to the table and find that it is not, in fact, a heap of cloth, but rather a heap of cat. Ah, huh, kitty cat. Yeah, a tabby cat just resting in the sun, soaking in the rays through the window there. Just... Relaxing, stretched out, happy. i gonna pet the kitty cat. Alright. It gives you a tired little... It's hesitant at first, but then when it notices your tension is to pet it and not to harm it, it rubs up against your hand. Okay. Yeah. Maybe this will just be my table. You just want to chill with the cat for yeah. ten minutes? Just chill with the cat. Alright, so you chill out with the cat for a little bit, and after some time passes, Henry comes up and says... Well, looky there. I see you found Theo's table. Ah, Theo the cat. That's right. Theo the cat. He came in one night. I was closing up on one of the first nights I was working. They hadn't quite put me on the day shift just yet, and it was raining cats and dogs. Pardon the expression, Theo. Out there, and I saw something scratching at the door, and I thought, Well, surely no one from the town's coming to make a purchase at this time of day. So I opened the door and in flew this shadowy figure. Well, it turned out to be poor little Theo, scared and cold, so I thought, well, shoot, let's let him stay in here until the rain passes. And it turns out Theo took a liking to this place and the rain passed, but he decided to stick around. So he's been my work buddy ever since. We don't get a lot of customers because this town ain't particularly wealthy, but Theo
1: keeps the days going. There, ain't any. He's a nice kitty cat.
2: i like to consider him a friend. I'd like to think he considers me the same.
1: Hmm. Anyway,
2: enough talk of cats. Here's your food, sir. Ah, thank you. Henry takes the purple tray and places it in front of you. Uh, Theo's kind of slid over just a little bit onto the other end of the table. Uh, just enough room for your burger and your root beer float. Okay. Henry takes a step away from the table, but still waits excitedly as if he's... Waiting to see what it is that you are
1: going to say if it's cooking. Uh, okay. Let's give this slushy a try.
2: Oh, I knew you couldn't resist that slushy. It is a modern marvel, I tell you. A modern. And as he's talking, you hear the sound of clocks entering your ears again, and you are back at the table uh. in the present day. You notice, at this table, large claw marks, three of them, or what could be perhaps large machete blades even, have cut through the table, leaving scars on its surface.
1: Uh, okay. What did you call it? Uh, hmm. So, those are weird. Maybe those are the thing that killed that guy. So let's look at
2: that. You want to look at the table more and no, no. figure out the murder weapon, or are you want to look at the?
1: I want to look at the thing, the, the, the that bones. Help <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: the, okay. So you go over to the mangled body. Indeed, the fox drama. <laughs> Okay. So, you are looking at uh, this body, and thankfully it is not the body of Emily Dejanel or David Borealis. Thank <laughs> <Fake> you. <him. laughs> His last name's Hard.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
2: Anyway, it's not the stars of television series Bones. Yeah. <laughs> but rather you realize that the purple ribbons are absolutely undistinguishable from a McWender King's uniform. Mm. And as you look closer at the body, there's not a lot to sort through, honestly, just everything's kind of tangled up in itself. You find the McWender King's name tag logo on the left side, and in the center is a name written with confidence
1: that reads Henry. Yeah. Uh, This is not for for bode well what did you call it everything Wait. seems fine for you you're not in here uh did you call it what's post bode <laughs>
0: <laughs> the...
2: I'm gonna let you figure
1: this one out <laughs> after bode. <laughs> As you call it, things are looking bad for Henry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Again, just be glad that there's not two bodies in this. Truly. Okay. All right, so you've identified the mangled heap as Henry. Looks like some sort of large blade was used against him. Yeah. As far as you can tell, something very heavy or very sharp.
1: was used to hurt, hurt poor Henry. Oh no. What did you call it? Okay! Back in time again!
2: Alright, you go back in time. You are standing in the middle of the restaurant and. turning towards you is Henry. Who says, Oh, well, there you are, friend. You must have stepped over to the restroom or something. Ah, uh, yes. Well, don't worry, Mr. Jonathan, I hadn't forgotten your order. You're my only customer of the day so far. Uh, We got another couple minutes, so if you just want to make yourself comfortable, we will get you taken care of.
1: Yeah, uh... Hey, did you call it that cat over there? Oh, you mean little Theo? Yes. Yeah, he's
2: my working buddy. Did you call it... Have you had
1: that cat checked?
2: Well, checked, what do you mean? Does he look
1: sick? You some sort of a traveling vet? Oh, did you call it... No, but I would like to have him taken to a vet. Did you call it... Is, is there... Did you call it one around?
2: <laughs> I was about to make up a doctor character. <laughs> I looked up at your Back to the Future 3 poster. And I almost called it Doc Brown. <laughs>
1: we can't have two time things (laughs)
2: Oh, that would have been been perfect though alright well Dr. Holt lives on up the road and he usually takes a look at the uh, critters for most folks but I mean Theo looks fine to me I know he roamed around in the street for a little bit but he doesn't seem to be any worse for wear and I frankly can't afford to be Paying just to stop in and say hi. Uh. You know how them doctor folks be. They charge by the word. g
1: hunt. I take him for you.
2: Oh, well, that's real nice, Mr. Jonathan, but I don't know you from Adam, so I don't think I can be trusting you with my cat.
1: G-Hunk. You want to come with?
2: Well, again, attempt an offer, but I'm here for several more hours covering my shift till... That their night manager comes in. Huh.
1: Yeah, there's there's a night manager?
2: Oh, yeah. We I don't particularly know him too well. He kind of moved in with the to town. Kind of set up the uh, building a little bit, get things running. He doesn't really talk much or say much or do much. He kind of just moves things around and... Now that I think about it, I don't see his legs move to a... I might have been a bit brash when you asked me earlier if anything strange is going on. Now that I think about it, that might night manager's a bit, uh, a bit off. But it's not my place to speak ill of people, especially hardworking folks, so.
1: Okay. Fair enough. I, I don't know. Did you call it, there's just, Something that bothers me about that that cat's health and I, I really want to check it out. Can I buy the cat off of you?
2: Well, I don't like to think of Theo as my property per se. He's more a friend and colleague when it comes to working through the day shift. Uh, I don't think he'd be right mind to sell. Plus, I'd miss
1: him something terrible. Huh. What did you call it? It was purely for the purpose of getting him checked out.
2: Well, again, I don't know you from Adam, so as many of these fancy here dimes you're flashing around, doesn't mean I'm just gonna give you my friend. Hmm. Theo doesn't seem convinced, Jonathan.
1: as you call it? Uh, hmm.
2: Uh, hmm. Frankly, sir, your keenness on my cat is a bit disturbing to me. I just met you, and though your intentions may be noble, I don't know that for certain.
1: Did you haunt? they like. In this time, like, or something, I don't. What is. <laughs> are there people who are weird about
2: cats? <laughs> I mean, you seem pretty weird about a cat to me right now. I don't know what that other term he used just then was, but. At the same time, I just reckon that even the noblest of intentions can lead to the most nefarious of actions, so. I think the best thing for my buddy Theo is for him to stay right here on his table.
1: Okay. So... What if I told you that... What do you call it? I have a premonition that... You are going to die in the future and something has to do in this restaurant.
2: Oh, so you're one of them there traveling, fortune-telling folk. Yes. Well, let me tell you here, Mr. Jonathan, while I don't believe in your con man ways, I will still take your money, because it is an honest day's work, even if it is a dishonest work. That being said, I don't buy into that hogwash, so I think I'll be keeping Theo here if it's all the same. I understand you can get lonely on the road and having a companion might be nice, but I believe Theo's made his home here.
1: All right. Hmm. You know what? Let's see how, how far I can get with this. Did you call it? I'm gonna rocket fist his face. Maybe I can just knock him You're out. You're gonna punch Henry <laughs> in the face with your rocket fist. Yeah, I'm gonna knock him out, take the cat, get it checked out. <laughs> All right. You
2: give a confident thumbs up, and I'm gonna need you to roll a ten or higher for a sucker punch. All right we have got an actual dice in the studio today. You can just roll in the box. Yeah, there you go. Twelve! A twelve! With a twelve, you give a confident thumbs up, which then blasts from your wrist, sending your fist forward and punching Henry in the face. Henry stumbles backward, holding his cheek. Darn! I thought that would knock you out! (laughs) And says, Now what'd you do that for? You... My word, you shot your hand at me. Uh, what kind of witchcraft did you call it and Henry immediately bolts for the counter. Uh. Thea looks up at you and gives a meow of you can't tell of concern or mockery, but he then lowers his head back down. Mm. Your hand rests on the floor and you hear Henry scrambling in the kitchen for something.
1: oh gosh. Uh, hmm. I really hope. Wish that had knocked him out. Uh, uh I guess I'd run for my fist. <laughs> Alright, you pick up your fist. Have you ever put this thing back on? No?
2: Ooh. Bummer. 15 or higher.
1: Oh, gosh. Why do you do this to me? You've never put your hand back on. Oh, <laughs> well, what did you call it? I kinda didn't. Did you call it friggin' when I shot it off the first time? Yeah, but you had a professional there that was the one that put it on. This is out of the car lot. Ah, uh, it's
2: two. You can't figure out how to put your hand back on. Uh. You keep
1: psst,
2: macking it against the joint like it would just re here <laughs> like it did with uh, the doctor back on the Starship McWinter Kings. But that does not seem to be the case here. As you're sitting there fiddling with your hand, you see... Henry leaping the counter, brandishing a wooden baseball bat.
1: Nah, no, this is not fun. Uh you call it? Now
2: you gonna get on out of here. I don't care how much money you have. I'm not serving none of them. They're witch folk.
1: Witch folk. What did you call it? Is, is, do you have like a speech impediment, or did you call it? Henry's gonna take a <laughs> swing at you. Okay. Then hired a duck. All right.
2: Ah, uh, that's a six. And you take a bat to the face. Ah, that hurts. You go flying to the left as Henry's bat guides you across the restaurant.
1: Yeah,
2: and you fall against a table, knocking it sideways. Theo jumps in a panic and scurries off into the kitchen. And Henry comes towards you, brandishing the bat once again.
1: Okay. Okay, Can we... Please just time out and let me put up my, put on my fist. Uh, I also would like to try to reattempt putting on my fist again. Okay. Uh,
2: let's see. You've been hit with a bat. Mm. You didn't do it right the first
1: time. Mm.
2: I'm gonna say 15 again.
1: 13. Dang it.
2: Bummer. As you're sitting there trying to put your fist back on, yielding the same result, which is none, Theo's going to take another swing at you. I'm going to make it 11 or higher this time. Okay. 19. 19, you were able to duck and get to your feet. Okay. Fist still in hand. Hand still in hand. And Theo turned... Or not Theo, Henry... And Henry turns to swing at you once again in the opposite direction.
1: Why? You shot your fist at him. I was just trying to knock you out.
2: You I sucker apologize. punched him so you could steal his cat. And you're a witch. I was going to bring it back. <laughs> you're asking why he's trying to get you out of the restaurant. <laughs> Did you call it? I'm not even actively fighting Fifteen anyone. or higher. Okay. You shot your
1: fist at him. I was just trying to knock him out. When
2: we gave you that rocket fist, it wasn't so you could punch the locals.
1: Ah, uh, 14.
2: 14. Jonathan. Yeah? I don't remember what number I asked you to roll. You asked me to roll 15. <laughs> Jonathan. On a fi- 15, you would have dodged 14. You're getting hit with a bat
1: again. Okay. This
2: time in the shoulder. Ah, That hurts. You stumble to kind of collect yourself and feel an immense pain in your left arm. Can we stop with the bat now? And I told you I'm not serving any here magic craft users. You need to get out of here. Can, can we just, like, have a
1: second to recollect so I can calmly walk out or something? Ten or higher. <laughs> 19 Wow, oh, 219, okay.
2: Henry puts down the bell. Well that sounds reasonable.
1: Ah, wonderful. I just didn't want to get hit again. That's fair, get out. <laughs> okay. Uh start. Walking towards Doors the- that way, go on. Alright. Start walking towards the door and then bolt for the kitchen. I'm taking the cat! <laughs> <laughs> You bolt for the kitchen, and Henry charges
2: at you with the bat. Ten or higher. (laughs) This is... This got violent. Oh, no! I got six again. He hits you upside the head, and you fly into the floor. Oh, gosh. Your speed and the speed of the bat combine to... Result in two hits, one from the bat and one from your body against the ground and you're starting to lose consciousness.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to take the cat to the fat.
2: <laughs> the bat comes down again, and rather than having things go black, you hear the sound of a clock ticking. And you were sent back. You were lying on the floor that is covered in dust, grime, and soot, and find yourself lying just before the counter around F10. You have sustained the injury as though you have traveled what you realize now is a significant
1: di- distance into the future. Mm. Okay. So, bad idea. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay. so let me just current state of things.
2: You've been hit in the head, hit in the arm. Things I mean, are still broken. Yeah, and nothing has changed. Except you do notice that the remains of Henry do have a bat with them now. I guess he never got over the idea of the witch that shot off his fist and then disappeared. Yeah. So he lived a life of never letting his guard down. That's unfortunate. Though you do notice it's only the lower half of the bat. Yeah. Splintered off. The upper half must be
1: somewhere amongst the wreckage. Okay. <coughs> let's search for the top half of, half of that bat. Okay. Um. Let's just do
2: an overall search. Let's do, I don't know, 15 or Okay. There's a lot of stuff destroyed in this building. Nah. Uh, 10. You don't find it. Darn. You shift around all the wreckage, with the rubble, tabletops, and cracked tiles, and there doesn't seem to be any wooden bat, but at the same time, you don't feel like it would do you any good to find it anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Uh. The pain subsided a little bit since you've taken this time to search.
1: Okay. I uh, I feel like I need something to go back with. You want a weapon to fight Henry? No, not that. (coughs) More like information. I guess I'll go back and talk with Henry more? Hopefully? Okay, you know what to do. Okay.
2: You ring the bell once again, the sound of ticking clocks surrounding you, and you appear back at the counter of the McWonder Kings. A little howdy there! Welcome to McWonder Kings! My name's Henry! What can I- oh! I'm sorry, sir. I don't mean to make note of your injury, but you would need a medical assistance with your hand there, or is that just one of them there prosthetics?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot, I totally didn't put my hand back on. Nope. <laughs> As you call it, yeah, it's one of those prosthetics.
2: Oh, all right. Well, I do apologize again for bringing up your deformation, sir. I hope that doesn't put a damper on your dying experience. I just wanted to make sure that your health was intact and you weren't coming to me for help.
1: Oh, you're fine. Uh, what'd you call
2: it? Anyway, welcome to Wender Kings. I know we're new around here, so if you need any questions about any of our menu items up on top there, I'll be more than happy to help you out.
1: Okay. So, uh, hmm. Yeah, just give me a moment. Uh, what'd you call it?
2: Take your time, friend. Take your time. I don't have any other customers to tend to.
1: Yeah, I gotta reattach attach this prosthetic hand. I lost it in a fishing extent. Oh,
2: fishing? I love
1: fishing. Uh.
2: I used to go fly fishing with my granddaddy every weekend. He always used to challenge me. He used to say, go ahead and see if you can catch a fish bigger than mine. Though he said it a little bit older. I'm not much of, for a vocal impressionist. But I tried for years to try to catch a fish bigger than my paw. Hmm. And then eventually one day we he started slowing down and we, we didn't fish quite as much. And one day, we went out, and this was when Grandpa's health started to decline. And well, I, I'm boring you with the details. I'm sorry there, friend. I don't mean to get into a sad story to top yours. I'm not in the business of topping stories. I'm in the business of selling food. Come
1: know. You're totally fine. I I'm sorry to hear about... About your grandfather.
2: Oh, well, he lived a long, full life. And I still got a little memento. I did end up topping him that last time we went out. and He gave me this here to Lucky's Rabbit's Foot. Ah. I keep it as my little Lucky charm and remember him. Those days with my grandpa.
1: Hmm. Actually gotcha. Huh? Uh.
2: But anyway, enough about me. I'll give you time to work with that there medical apparatus, and then we can talk about your food order. Okay. Okay.
1: Since you're not in combat, can I just put my hand back on? I mean, you can try, five or higher. <laughs> I, feel like... I can't give it to
2: you. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you have to spend the rest of this episode with your hand off. You know, it's a learning experience. You...
1: I just... I think it's just goofy. Just like the fill of my hand... <laughs> And just like Henry's not even gonna be aggressive about it. He's just gonna be like, oh no, okay. he's waiting patiently. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven, alright. <laughs> yeah. Uh
2: Huh? <laughs> can I make a recommendation? Yeah. Do you remember how this thing reattached? Is
1: is it in in that? I would turn around. <laughs> Uh, did you call it? Uh, okay. Did you call it? I'm, I'm gonna turn turn around and squat. If it, if it fires off, it's gonna at least. Alright, you turn
2: around. And Henry says, Well, of course, I'll give you a moment. And turns his back as well. And the hand produces a silver gel which consumes your wrist and reapplies itself, re- reforming a silver hand and forearm which then slowly adapts to your skin tone. You know, have your arm back.
1: Nah. Oh, okay, cool. I thought you you're like legit going to say like, oh yeah, you fire it again. <laughs> <laughs> Only
2: with thumbs up, Jonathan. Only with thumbs
1: up. Yeah, that's what, what I thought she meant. Would you call it like a like a de attached thumbs up, so <laughs>
2: No, you're good. Okay. Just didn't Henry's already come at you for being a witch, I didn't want him to think you're an alien too. Mm. They less hostile to aliens. We don't know. Uh, you want to find out? Not really. <laughs> alright, so you got your Henry attached. Henry's still facing backwards out of respect,
1: waiting for your go ahead. Alright, it's, it's like tying a shoe. Uh, what did you call it? Uh, yeah, going to make an order. Oh, alright. And he turns back around. What can I get for you, friend? Uh, I will take
2: a regular burger. A regular burger? That's gonna be a burger with that there ketchup.
1: Yeah. Alrighty, anything else? Uh, do you you serve slushies here?
2: Oh, well, shoot, you heard about our new slushy machine? Indeed. Well, it's a modern marvel of science, let me tell you. It takes that there ice that normally goes in the drink and blends them together. Oh, they're so good, I get one every other day as a perk for working here. Oh, it's the highlight of my week. I recommend the root beer one myself.
1: Oh, Wonderful. I'd love a root beer slushie.
2: All right. it's gonna Now, I'll tell you the price ahead of time. We are a little bit more pricey than you'd get going to that general store and making a meal at home. So if you're going to get a regular burger and you're going to get a root beer slushie, it's going to cost you
1: nine cents. Yeah, that is a very extravagant slushie and burger, but it's worth it, let me tell you.
2: Indeed. I don't get to eat it often, but when I do, it's the best part of my week. I will go ahead and pay that. All right, you reach into your pocket this time, noticing only one dime. Has a beard. Okay. You give him the dime, and Henry says, "All right, well, one penny is your change."
1: Where you from?
2: I hadn't seen you around here. Are you from around here, stranger?
1: I don't know. Uh, What'd you call it? just rolled into town. Oh. Are you traveling for work or for pleasure? Uh, a little bit of both. Oh,
2: well, that's a way to live your life. Happen here, friend. I'll be going ahead and getting ready with your order now. Make yourself comfortable. Now, this is that fast food that you hear a lot about, but I'm sure as a traveling man, you've experienced it before. It's gonna be ten minutes, so don't get too comfortable now. Okay.
1: And Henry goes off into the kitchen. And I'll walk over to... Theo, I guess. Theo is still
2: at his table, just chilling out in the sun. He looks up at you, gives a meow, and lifts up his chin expectantly, waiting for a pet. Oh.
1: Okay. I'll pet Theo. All right, you pet Theo. Just, just chilling with the cat again. Yeah. What you call <clears throat> it? You're not behind anything here, are you? Me? I'm behind everything. No, not not you. <laughs> I'm talking Theo. Theo <laughs>
2: looks up at you and gives a meow and then closes his eyes again
1: likely story